What's up, everybody? This is your host of Organized Mess, Antoine TV2, and I'm back here with another episode with you today. How y'all doing? How's everybody's day going? And I am happy, as always, to bring you a new episode every week. And today is a special one because... We're going to cover and recap Hell in a Cell that happened this past Sunday. And I am excited. And I know there's a lot of people that watched it. There's some people that probably didn't watch it. But Hell in a Cell was actually pretty good. A little bit better than the other ones, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I just want to talk about each and every match, break it down. And everything and see what's going to happen with each and every person after the match. The winners and also the losers of the match. And also I'm going to tie in a little bit of Monday Night Raw onto it as well too. So everybody just sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, grab your drinks. And let's get right into the episode. So the first match on the card that started the show was Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch and Asuka and successfully retained the title. And this match was a pretty good-ass match to start Hell in a Cell. I mean, bruh, we had the EST of WWE walking in with the belt. We had Becky Lynch. Big time Bex and Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow. Triple threat for the title. And like I said, that match was really, really good. I like I like it at the start of the match where uh, both Asuka and Bianca was both going at Becky and kicked her out in the beginning of the fucking ring. That was actually pretty good. And then they both started off the match. And I'm going to say, every one of them hold their own. Yeah, there's a lot of near falls. And not gonna hold you. I literally thought that Becky won the title again because she kind of did the choke slam that she did to Bianca when she had the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I thought that was over. And I was like, "Yo, do not lose, do not lose this match." And good thing Oscar came in and broke up, broke up um, the pin. Cause I was like, bro, cause she, Bianca got folded in after she did that, uh, after the, she did that choke slam, like her whole body just flowed like omelet, like Jesus, man. But um, I did not want to see uh, Becky Lynch become Raw Women's Champion again. I was either going for Asuka or Belair, but mostly my money was on uh, Belair. Um, like I said, I don't want her to see... I don't want to see her drop that title very soon. Kind of like, you know, did she did at SummerSlam. Um, kind of sometime last year. I, I, that would, I would hate to see that, honestly. I, that would piss me off, like, very, very much. Um, I know that... Uh, I mean, Asuka, she... Yeah, that, like, was it soon for her to win... A title opportunity? Not really. I mean, she had title op she had titles before. I mean, all three of them obviously had titles before. Um, I know Becky Lynch being the one that has more 
you know, the second most titles runs, I think, in this era. Um, but I just didn't want to see Becky Lynch as another champion. I mean, okay, let me, like, rephrase it. Like, I, I mean, I would rather see her as a champion more than Charlotte Flair. Like, obviously. But in this case scenario, I want Belair to stay champion as long as she can. Like, I don't care if it's, you know, maybe like three months, four months, five months. I mean, I wouldn't want it that short, but I do want it as long as possible. Shoot, if you can give her a year to stretch it out for a year for the next WrestleMania, then I'll be happy about that. I'll be definitely happy about that. Um, I don't want her to lose it to, you know, like, another big, huge superstar again. Like, give me, like, some new people that, I don't know. If it does happen, then, you know, it happens. But overall, I feel like there's way too much potential for Belair to lose her title. Because if she loses the title, that means her championship run was for fucking nothing at this point. And it's like, if she loses it, I'll be pissed as fuck. Because I'm like, bro, this, 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 like this is like the second time... If they did that, they'll be like, "This is the second time you kind of you did her dirty. She lost to a choke slam at, at last year's SummerSlam against Becky Lynch's return, and now if you just make her lose against Becky Lynch again, that's like twice in a row now. And then like after that, WWE no, doesn't know what the hell they're doing. So I'm glad that Bel Air stuck in, held her own in that match like she always does." Uh, retained her title because that was a good ass match too. I also liked it when um, after a while, it was like a lot of near falls, and then the thing that like ended up like <laughs> making the match good. She uh, Becky Lynch hit her finisher, and then Belair rolled her, pushed her ass out the ring, and then pinned Oscar to retain her title, and that was. That was hella dope, and I fuck with that so much. And she's like, and that's why she is the EST of a WWE and the Raw Women's Champion. Like I said, like this is like one of the rising stars that deserve to have this title. And she is not also she is also a two-time Women's Champion. She was a SmackDown Women's Champion. And now she is now the Raw Women's Champion. And she took down three of the Women's Horsemen. One more to go. She already called out Charlotte Flair. So right now she has her eyes in, the Char in Charlotte Flair. I don't know if they're going to do winner-takes-all match for both titles. I would, do, I would like to see that again for the women. Um, I also... Uh, if, if that actually happens, and if it was, you know, Charlotte Flair, sorry, not Charlotte Flair, if it was, um, Ronda Rousey versus, uh, you know, Bianca Belair, honestly, and they did do a, um, winner takes all match for title for title, my bet would have been on Bianca. I do like Ronda. She is a good she is a good wrestler, but Bianca Belair, I feel like she has the potential and the power to be both 
SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. That's just my opinion. Everybody's opinion is different. Um, but also, too, um, to add on, this past Monday night on Raw, um, we were seeing like a little bit of Becky Lynch kind of struggling because it got to the point where she was in the 24-7 scene. And I'm like, we don't, I don't, I don't think we need Becky Lynch to be in the 24-7 scene at all. That That's, I know she's, you know, trying to recover from her, like, losing the title. But this is just sad. Like, it's sad to the point that she's in the 24-7 scene. Like, we don't need a big-time star to be in the 24-7 scene. Sorry, Dana, but it's true. Um, you're kind of like a sucky star at the moment. Um, and it's it sucks because some of these women have a whole bunch of potential. But that but WWE doesn't see anything in them, so that's why they put them in the lowest of low, the 24-7 scene, including Dana, because she, cause she sucks. And the only thing she can win is the 24-7 title. Like I said, she sucks. And I don't want... And I don't want Becky Lynch to be in that, you know, scene. Because she lost her, like, it's weird because this this past Monday night, she was like, why don't you just put this title on the line? And, because I'm tired of all this bullshit. And she lost the match, the title match. And it's sad because it's like, I know they're going to... I know they're going to have her do losing streaks a lot and she's going to have to recover a lot from this stuff. But and also her potential rivalry now is Asuka. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's going to have like a lot of back and forth with Asuka and Becky Lynch now. Um, it, it's it's a, it's going to be a lot at this point. Um, I don't know how they're going to um, do this between Becky and Asuka. But, um, I think, like, Becky Lynch is one also, it, I mean, she has been the top star for a, 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 a long time in the WWE, um, and, like, I, I understand it's like, they're trying to uh, move away a little to bring in the new talent and have the new talent actually be the stars of the show now, but I feel like there's, like, a little more in Becky Lynch, and... Um, that she can do. Maybe she can recapture the SmackDown Women's Championship and be on that brand for a bit. Um, instead of just being in the losing bracket and also winning, you know, stupid titles at the 24-7 title. I really want to come to that point, but it's WWE at the end of the day, and they're going to do whatever the hell they want. Um, and also, too, uh, with Bianca, her next opponent... For this coming Money in the Bank is Raya Ripley uh, of the Judgment Day, or I guess uh, kind of what is was the Judgment Day, but that's that that's saving the, the uh, that topic for down the road. But yeah, Bianca and Raya for the Raw Women's Champion at Money in the Bank uh, Saturday, July second. So I am happy to see that and. I want to see her retain that title still because she has a lot more to prove for the Raw Women's Division. So, um, congratulations to Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE, retaining the title against uh, two great phenomenal females in the Women's Division. And uh, let's see what happens 
going forward with the title, man. So, next match on the list. So, it was Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a handicap match. And... Obviously, my bet was on Bobby, and yes, he did win the match. Um, Bobby Lashley had a lot to prove because, I mean, he had MVP. He whooped his ass in the match. He had Omos. He whooped his ass in plenty of matches and smaller, you know, kind of other matches like, you know, the arm wrestling match and stuff like that. But this time, they're like, you know, I'm done. They're like, I'm done playing games with y'all. And we're just going to do 2-1-1 because we both sick and tired of you, Bobby. And they still lost. I mean, not, not going to hold you. Omos was destroying his ass. And I know MVP was being a scared little pussy that he is. Because that's MVP all the goddamn time anyway. um, But... He wanted Omos to do the work so he can watch and, you know, sit back and see that, oh, my, um, my client here, Omos, is doing all the work for me. So I don't really have to do shit and just watch him whoop your sorry ass that I made you. And I'm like, bruh, if you think about it, Bobby Lashley is the one that made the Hurt Business. Not you, technically. Because... Like, MVP was just the type of person to manage them, but he wasn't winning titles. When it was the Hurt Business time, it was Bobby as WWE Champion, and then Cedric and Sheldon as the Raw Tag Team Champions. And them three hold their own. Mostly Bobby hold his own and carried the Hurt Business. It was only your decision that made the hurt bitch and spit, not Bobby. So, and now you're saying when the man stepped up as, at um to the plate, showed up back on Raw and challenged Bobby without your decision. You're mad that he went and held his own. Come on now, he held his own. He didn't want no help. He proved that he can beat the big giant by himself. The Nigerian giant by himself. And he proved that at WrestleMania. And whooped his ass. I mean, yeah, his head hit at the hit the back of the post. We thought that was a concussion. But the man was, like, I mean, it hurt. But it, the man was fine. Look, after that, you came out here. Stormed out here. Was pissed off. Turned your back on Bobby. And then... Said like, and then completely like, oh, like I made you, you wouldn't have that W title because of me, you're this, you're that. And then, you know, had another match um, against Almost at Backlash. That backfired, Almost won, Bobby lost. And then to pick up the pieces, it was 1 1. So they, so, you know, Omos and MVP made it twice as hard in their mind. So they do a two-on-one handicap at Hell in a Cell. And the men still came on top. Even though Cedric, you know, wanted to still work with Omos and MVP. MVP said, nah, leave it alone. Herbis is never coming back. And then interrupted the match. Because I think he was trying to go after 
Omos at that point. Um, Omos an MVP. And then got his ass thrown out the... Uh, got his ass thrown out the, the ring. And then this man... And then this man Bobby still speared the living hell out of... Um... Out of Omos, making him go down, and then put MVP in a hurt lock, and then made him tap because this man Bobby Lashley is the Almighty for a reason. Okay, that's why he's called the Almighty Bobby Lashley. That's his name for a reason. He said, "I do this." I've been here for years. I do this in the WWE. And now, since that rivalry is over, good and well over, um, now, I think he's going to go after the U.S. title again and try to become a two-time United States champion. And um, Theory did come out on Monday Night Raw when Bobby Lashley was talking. And... I feel like if they do do this rivalry for Theory and Bobby Lashley, we all know Bobby Lashley will destroy Theory. We know this already. WWE's poster boy, Vince McMahon's like protege. Come on now, we both, me and you both know that Bobby would destroy the living shit out of Theory. We both know that. Like I know, like. We've seen Bobby Lashley and Theory kind of in the same match because this is at the Elimination Chamber um, before WrestleMania and when he had the WWE title, but he didn't, couldn't really do anything because got somebody thrown him into his, you know, pod and shit. And we all know that how that happened. So now we have a potential Theory and Bobby Lashley storyline that's probably going to take place. Um, but like I said, if... Theory challenges Bobby and puts his title on the line. That title will be gone. Don't matter if you put him in the hurt lock. It don't matter if he spears his ass or anything. That man is not going to see the brighter day at all. Like, come on now. So, I'm guessing it's a potential new United States champion? Probably at this point, yes, because Theory has has no is nowhere near the level of Bobby, and um, Bobby can show Theory a thing or two. I'm gonna tell you that right now, he can show him a thing or two, and learn from him honestly. Um, but like 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 I said, if if I have a scale for Theory and Bobby, Bobby is two times better than Theory. I think everybody's there better than Theory at that point. And on top of that, that title is going to be taken off of him probably in the next pay-per-view. Or if not, somewhere on like either a, a, like a Raw show or something like that. But, um, like I said, happy for Bobby that he won this match. I'm happy that that rivalry is over. I'm not going to hold you. A little bit of me wanted that rivalry to be over, over a little bit sooner. But it's now over, and I'm happy that Bobby cleared up everything, and now... He can move on to other bigger and better opportunities, including that money in the bank that's coming up. Or if we're going to see him be put in that money uh, money in the bank grabbing the briefcase match. So I would love to see that. But you know what? 
we're just gonna see what happens uh, after a while. So the next one on the list is Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. I did want Ezekiel want. I sorry, I did want it to see Ezekiel win, but of course it's gonna be Kevin Owens that won the match anyway because that's what happened. Um, I like. I liked it because as soon as they started the match, this man almost got, this man got knocked out and almost got, you know, he got pinned and almost won from the knee to the face. I was like, so Ezekiel learned a thing or two from his brother Elias. All right. I see you, man. Knocked him out. Almost got a near fall, like almost got a three, uh, three count pin. I think it was like a two and a half, a two or three quarter, something like that. So after that, like Ezekiel and Kevin Owens was going in, they were going in with each other. Um, I, I feel like Ezekiel had a little bit more work to do. He was kind of like stumbling a lot. I won't say a lot, but like you know, a little bit, a little bit too much. Um, but he was, he was holding his own. I could say that, um, he, he improved over the years, obviously. I mean, obviously, I mean, come on, we all, we are, we didn't already knew that it was Elias and everything, but, um, I know that, um, over the, over the years, he, he has gotten better. He has approved, um, I'm sorry, improved a lot with his wrestling style, his wrestling skills. Um, I mess with uh, everything that he's doing now. He's actually proving himself that he can be a really good, uh, you know, wrestler. And I feel like he can be a future champion um, later, uh, later on sometime. Probably starting maybe like a tag team champion or... Who knows? Maybe United States champion. I'm I'm not sure, but we could probably start him at the tag team titles for right now. Um, Kevin Owens was just tired of Ezekiel playing games at this point because he kept on saying, "You're lies. You're lies. I don't like liars. I hate lies. You're lies. Stop lying." This man did everything in his power to prove that Ezekiel is not Ezekiel. And saying, yo, that's not Ezekiel. That is Elias. You shaved your beard. You shaved everything. You completely shaved everything. And you're Elias. New gimmick, new salmon sh shit, shorts and shit like that. You're Elias. And everything. This man did everything to lie detector test. To try to manipulate him. To, to everything. Like, it It was crazy. Like, the, it's weird how Alpha Academy was behind his ass the whole entire time. Like, come on now. Like. In my mind, I'm like, bruh, if this man said he's not Elias, then he's not Elias. Stop. Stop it, man. Stop it. Every one of them that he took is true. And this man was like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the bullshit. Me, you, Hell in a Cell. That's it. We're fighting. That match was pretty solid. It was a pretty good-ass match, honestly. For, for like a middle of the, like, you know... For middle middle of the uh, the kind of event, 
Like overall, it was. It, I'm not gonna hold you. It was better than the Bobby and Omos MVP match, in my opinion, because it, it it did you know look better too. Um, I did like um, Kevin Owens just going in and just with all the raw emotion, raw anger. I'm like, bro, I dealt with this man for two months straight. He's still. He's still saying, "Yo, bro, I'm, I'm a like, I'm Ezekiel. This is bullshit. I am tired of all this bullshit. I'm done playing games. I will whip your ass, and I will do it again. Don't matter what time and what place. I will whoop your ass because you are a liar. Stop lying that you're a liar. It's funny to see Kevin uh, Kevin Owens' reaction and everything because he's like, "Bro, I approved your ass that you're not a liar." Sorry, that you're not is like that you're not Ezekiel. You're a liar. Stop lying to everybody. Stop lying to the locker room. Stop lying to me. It's not working. You are a liar. And it's like, bro, just give it up already. The man said he's not. If the man said he's not a liar, then he's not a liar. Like, what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? Give him a cookie? Like, what? What? Like, what is your attention here, man? Like, it's funny to watch. Yes, it's funny to see your reaction, but it's like. Bro, we get it now. Like, you're dragging it. You're trying to drag it out of him at this point. Like, I I love you, Kevin, but Jesus, man. Like, it, it, it like, <laughs> I was also laughing because at one point, Kevin's like, all right, if you want to do that, I could do this too. Bro, put on, like, a gray-ass wig and walked out said, I'm not Kevin Owens. I'm Kevin Owens' brother. I'm like, this dude. Like, bruh, I know <laughs> the only way, the only way for you to play the same game as Ezekiel is to shave off your beard. To shave off your beard and get your hair cut. That's the only way it's going to happen. That's the only way we're probably not going to see the difference. And also, if you wear a new gimmick, just like, uh, like Ezekiel, that's the only way... You know, it's going to happen. But just put it on a gray wig and have everything and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not Kevin Owens. I'm Kevin Owens' brother. I'm like, dude, no, no. <laughs> like, good try. I know what you're doing. Good try. But no, that's, no, it's not it. It's not it, bro. It's just not it. You, you know this. You know this already, man. Come on. But, um, I am, uh... I am a little bit sad that Ezekiel did lose his match against um, Kevin. I know this time he did. He did want another match with Kevin. Um, he said, "Like I'm like, like I almost had it." He said, "Oh, basically he almost had it won, but he was just like it was just not the results that he wanted." So he wanted. Kevin, he wanted to wrestle Kevin Owens again. He was like, I bet you can have another match where I can whoop your ass again. Um, but I want you to say the truth that you're Elias, not Ezekiel. He said, well, and, and he's like, all right. You want the truth? I'll tell you, I am not Ezekiel. I am Elias. And then he was like, happy as fuck. He's like... I was right, you were wrong, blase blase, that happened, and he was like, well, I lied, 
to you. I just took, and he's like, I just took one of the oldest tricks out of your handbook. And it's like, I am not Elias. I am Ezekiel. And this man kneed his ass in the face and left. And I'm like, bruh, I am not Elias. I am Ezekiel. Who wants to hear Zeke speak? So, huh, this is going to be a long, I don't know if it's going to be a long robbery. I don't know, but it will be a good, um, you know, kind of a, a goodish robbery. I don't know if it's going to be boring after a while, like being you know, Bobby and an Omos and MVP, but I just, we just got to see. Like, they have another match next week, Monday, a night on Raw, so... We're going to see what happens. Uh, like I said, I didn't want Kevin Owens to win the match, but he did anyway because it was Kevin Owens because he obviously has more, you know, more uh, years in the WWE, especially on the main roster. And, yeah. So, uh, like, like I said, uh, Ezekiel, I hope you can bounce back from your, uh, your loss at Hell in a Cell and win your match, your next match against Kevin Owens. I got faith in you. A lot of faith in you, man. So, the next one on the list on the match cards is the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan, where, of course, it, I mean, it was the facts anyway that was going to win this. Uh, the Judgment Day took the W at Hell in a Cell. And obviously, I was, you know, I was, like, if you think about it, I'm not really surprised. Um, I kind of knew that they were going to win, even though my money was on AJ, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. But just when, when they came in, like, it was a straight-ass brawl to start the match. I'm like, damn, all right, go in this shit. I, I like to see this. So, um, it, yeah, it did. It was a pretty good, it was a pretty good match. Um, Liv held her own. I mean, Damien and, you know, AJ Styles was doing their thing. And it was like a back and forth, everything. I, I literally thought that uh, Judgment Day was kind of, kind of lose and everything, but you know, it's it's Edge, so his new you know his new persona is gonna you know raise the roof somehow. So I know you know Liv Morgan was obviously getting bodied by Raya Ripley. I, I don't get it honestly. Like Liv Morgan is strong as hell, and she's a very good athlete, but she always gets her ass defeated by Rhea Ripley like a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, it's kind of sad. Um, what, like, I, I, she's a great, she's a great athlete. She's a great wrestler in the ring. It's just that when it comes to Rhea Ripley, all her motivation kind of goes downhill and she just gets her ass beat and loses a lot. I don't know why, but it's, like, I mean, yes, Rhea Ripley has a lot of, a lot more star power a lot more strength. Like, this woman is strong as hell. You might think this woman is not strong. This woman is strong as fuck. Rhea Ripley is strong as a motherfucker. Like she look, she's not really a bodybuilder, but she is strong like one, okay? Um, but, yeah, great wrestler. And then Damian Priest, like, we seen this man destroying 
beat on his destructive fast before when he had that USA United States title in his hand. Um, but honestly, I thought not gonna hold you. I thought they had you know I thought AJ Styles and Finn Balor and Liv won like won the match in the bag because there's a couple times where this man almost you know how this man pinned him, but. Um, and almost won, but, you know, lost for some bullshit, because, you know, obviously they broke up the title, like, broke up the, uh, you know, the pin and everything, and this man, as usual, phenomenal forearm to edge, or it was, it was Damon Priest, I don't remember now, but, and they almost had, they, they almost had it, and then it was like a near fall, and I'm like, god damn it, and then I'm like, okay, man. So one of y'all is going to have to either take out, not take out the ref, because that will be dirty as fuck, but um, probably like take out um, maybe Edge, no, actually take out Damian Priest. I know you can't really hit a female in those matches like the old days, like the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. I hate that you can't really do that no more, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be nice if you can do that, <laughs> where dudes was wrestling females anyway, because that would be Fire as hell, where you could actually just take out Raya Ripley with one of your moves and actually be like, and you'd be like, oh, ah, <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, but it's like, like Finn Balor was so pissed at because, like, we had like interrupted him, like, bro, are you serious right now? Move the hell out the way. I want them to, I want him to corner on his chest, like, move it, move it, move it. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know. Where Liv came from, but she uh, she jumped on her ass and then slinged her ass out the ring along with her. And um, yeah, yeah, I know. I remember it was uh, Finn Balor that got pinned by Edge because he, you know, he missed the you know the Kunagra and got his ass speared. And one, two, three, there, there's the match, Judgment Day one, right? Um. And then after that, following the night on Raw, Judgment Day um, had a new member, and it was Finn Balor. And I was like, huh, Finn Balor as the new member of the Judgment Day. And I'm like, is this, is this him turning heel on AJ Styles and Liv Morgan? And... I was I was shocked. I think the I was shocked. The whole WWE universe was shocked, and I was like, "He's gonna be part of the Judgment Day now." Like they said specifically, like we wanted him in. He's like, you know, he's like, "Thank you for Damon Priest for getting this opportunity." He should have been mad that you know Finn, you know Finn and AJ and Liv lost the match to them, but he was like, I, he was like happy, and he was like, you know, all that stuff, and then that's just like, yo, this is gonna be better than ever, and then, after a while, he's like, Damon was like, oh, he's like, we're gonna, we can finally release the one thing that was, you know, holding us back and giving us attention, and he was like, which is you, everybody looked at Edge, and he was like, wait, what the fuck, wait, what the hell is happening now, and in my mind, he's like, am I really getting kicked out of my own fucking group, and then next, you know, blindsided by Damien Priest, the whole Judgment Day, the whole of his faction turned on his ass, beat the living shit out of his ass, and throw him out of his own group that he created. 
The leader got thrown out of his own group. Man was getting his ass whooped. Chair it all. Like, damn. And I'm like, yo. This man got hit by Damien Priest. Got fucking three on one against everybody, including Finn Balor. Got his ass whooped by a whole bunch of chairs. Took in the chair to the skull. And I'm like, so... I was in my mind, so everybody turned on Edge. He got kicked out of his own faction. The throne, the throne, like by Damian Priest, who made, who was the leader, and Edge was the leader of his own faction. Got kicked out, and then Finn Balor took your place. And I'm like, that's all way too goddamn soon. This faction just got started up, like, maybe like a month ago. Maybe a little bit less than that. So I'm like, why end the faction so early? Not so early, but why get him kicked out of his own faction so early? Which which I've heard that, I'm guessing, Ed didn't really like him as heel now. So they decided to kick him out of his own faction so Finn Balor can have his heel turn and then be the new head of the Judgment Day. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Didn't expect this to be so early. Um, so after that, I don't know what they're going to do about Liv Morgan and AJ Styles. I don't know if... Edge is going to partner up with AJ and Liv to take on Finn Balor, uh, Finn Balor, Damien, and Rhea to have the new Judgment Day fight each other. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to happen, honestly. I really don't. All I know is I'm just confused as hell of how they're going to do this. Because Finn Balor was on the side of AJ and Liv. Then kicked Edge out of his own faction. And now Edge is now good. He's now a face. And Finn is now a heel. And I don't know. It's just now confusing in my head now talking about this. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do when, when Monday comes. Um, It's going to be crazy to me, honestly. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I mean, technically, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, honestly. I really don't. All I know is that after that stuff happened, uh, there was a fatal four-way for the new, for like the number one contender for, you know, the Raw Women's Championship. I mean, obviously Liv Morgan was in the match, but I don't think they seemed to care enough. Um, Rhea Ripley did get the spot. Like I said, she is going to face Bianca Belair for the, for the title at Money in the Bank. Um, I don't know how the hell that's going to happen at all. Um, I, I, I really don't know with the whole Judgment Day thing now. Because I feel like WWE did it too soon. Um, I feel like it should have lasted longer. But it was probably 
you know, Edge's decision to end it off for him. Because I feel like he didn't really like the heel that he was going to be. Um, he didn't really feel for the character no more. And I'm, so I'm guessing they're going to turn and face and have his own theme music back. Um, but we're just going to have to see what, you know, happens with the whole thing. It is confusing with everybody looking at this, but um, we just have to see what happens, honestly, because it's, it's still confusing just now talking about it. So, uh, the next match on the list, on the card, we got Fury versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship, and... Even though Theory won, I really didn't care about this match. I really didn't. This is like one of the matches I just didn't truly care about whatsoever. Um, this match to me was like, eh. This was one of the matches that was like, eh. I mean, Theory as a United States champion, he should have never won it in the first place. Number one, Finn Balor should have still had that title. Number two, this was a lackluster kind of match, honestly. Because it was like... I feel like if you put Ricochet versus someone else, uh, I feel like Ricochet would have a better match than this. Or shoot, have, I don't know, Ricochet versus Theory for both titles. I don't care. It would be way better than Theory and Mustafa Ali. I know Mustafa Ali wanted to be out of WWE for who knows how long. And this man came back on some bullshit uh, because... I don't know what WWE is thinking at this point, but it's WWE, so who 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 knows at this point? You feel me? Um, and you know what sucks because Mustafa Ali, he had so much time. He had sorry, he had so much um, you know, chances to become a champion in the WWE, and this man is still not a champion. He hasn't won a title yet. He probably has, maybe in NXT, but I'm not sure. I never really watched him in NXT. But, this man has not won a title ever on the main roster. And I mean ever. He never won a WWE title. Never won a Universal title. Never won Intercontinental or United States. And never won a tag team. That means SmackDown and Raw. i never seen him on a title. He got close. To winning titles. Um, this is when he one of them was on uh I think it was the re I think it was Retribution when that was a thing at one point and um did have a title match against Riddle when he was United States champion uh and uh came up short with that one and same thing goes for this one right here came up short with the United States title again. Um would I like to see a new and better um Person holding the title? Yes, because I don't like theory. I never like theory. I think the only time... I feel like the only time I kind of like theory is when he was on NXT. This theory now on the main roster is kind of shitty. I don't really like this theory. Um, uh, I feel like theory could hold his... I mean, yeah, theory can hold his own, but I feel like him as a champion... Uh, Vince, you have the wrong... I mean, I wouldn't say Vince has the wrong person inside because he's a United States champion. But I, I really don't feel like... Um, I really feel like 
Theory will lose that title against some big major star, which will happen probably very soon. Um, like, if I if I could bring out key points with the match, like honestly, I watched it, but I just wasn't really that entertained into like you know looking at it. I don't know. This match just wasn't it for me, honestly. I, it just wasn't it. I just didn't really like it all that much. Um. It was it was all right, the most, but um, I just knew that if you're going over, if you're fighting Mustafa Ali, uh, we all know that you're gonna win this match. Like it's it's clear as day. I'm not saying Mustafa Ali is a bad wrestler because he's not. He's actually pretty good. We've seen him, you know, wrestle in some great matches over the years when he when he's in WWE. Um, for example, the one, the one feud with Randy Orton, that was a good-ass match. Um, I think he was also in, um, I think the WWE title match at one point, too. I think, I'm not sure. Um, I think he was also in, like, maybe, like, another United States match. Like, way, you know, how... Not how like WWE's now, but way back when, like maybe like 2018, 2019. Um, yeah, I, like I feel like, yeah, like I said, Mustafa Ali has a lot of potential, but like, like I said before, WWE doesn't know, doesn't know what to do with people like him. So they just stick him whatever the hell they can. And it sucks because, I, like this man can win a title. He can at least win one or two titles. It's at least one or two. That's all. That's all we're asking. But you know, you gotta partner up with you know, or not even partner up. He gotta match some low people like Theory, and I feel and I Theory's overrated. Theory is definitely overrated at this point. Theory was never was never likable in my book. Was never good in my book like that. Um, him winning the United States title, I I didn't feel like he needed to win that because he's not that good enough. Um, the man, the man takes selfies. The man is basically like, let me, let me break this down. The man is like an Instagram influencer on, in wrestling, on WWE. And I'm like, bro, you take selfies more than you wrestle. That's sad. Like, like, come on now. There's a lot more people that has way more potential than you, than anybody else in that, in that stadium. Don't matter if it's Kevin Owens, shit. Ezekiel can take that title away from you, and he would, and he'll be two times as better than your ass ever would be. Like, come on, like Theory, you were in an elimination chamber match at one point against Brock Lesnar. You weren't gonna win that match. Come on now. So for him to win a title like the United States title, it's eh. Like. Anybody can take that title way better than your ass. Mustafa Ali should have took that title away from you, but no, he failed. Like I'm, I'm not really mad, but I'm like, bro, come on now. You said you deserve to be in the company. You like, you said you have a lot of potential, and you failed to give us that. Like, bro, that pissed me off. Like, come on, man. You said I'm better than all these people, and you, and you're still gonna. Still be kind of trash at it, like, bro. Like, make up your mind, man. Just, just make up your mind at this point. Um, like theory. I hope you lose that title. 
I, I honestly hope you lose that title soon. Especially if it's if going if you're going against Bobby Lashley now, if your potential rivalry now is Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, you're definitely losing that title. That title is not coming back on you, man. Bobby is a powerhouse, bruh. You're our, you are a selfie boy. Deal with it. Bobby's gonna take that title, run with it, and make you sorry, and make him a better champion than you will ever be in WWE. And plus, you can't beat the tribal chief because you said because you said, oh, I will be WWE's top star and be WWE champion one day. You're, you're not gonna get past the tribal chief. Hell, you're probably not even gonna get past the fucking Usos at that point. So good luck trying to be a top star when the tribal chief is still up there and he has he, he's barely been defending them titles. So good luck, honestly, good luck because you're definitely definitely gonna need it. Especially if you're going after Bobby. Because Bobby Lashley is going to tear you piece by piece. And it's not going to be pretty. So, we have next on the card. So, uh, uh, this match. The end off everything. The end off the whole rivalry between them was actually pretty solid. Mad Cat Moss. Versus Happy Corbin in a no holds bar match. And Mad Cat Moss with the comeback and the bounce back of a lifetime. This man beat Corbin and put his ass on a stretcher at the end of the match. And this match went in. This man came out. He he doesn't have like kind of like the same, you know, suspenders, short shorts. And, you know, wrestling in dress shoes. This man, whole new ring attire, everything. This man looks pissed the fuck off. This man said, you destroyed everything. Right, this man destroyed his trophy. This man destroyed his neck. This man destroyed his body. He put his neck in between a chair and stomped on it with his, you know, with his half-sliced, um... Trophy, put him in the hospital, and this man came back in in the ambulance, whooped his ass, gave him an ass being of a lifetime. This man wanted to end things off on on SmackDown, and this man was like, nah. This man was like, nah, nah. Like you, three weeks ago, you did you did this man dirty as hell. Now you're about to get the same treatment. You're, you're going to have a match at Hell in a Cell, and this will be a no-holds-bar. I'm like, yes, make this man beat the living shit out of Corbin. Please make this man beat the living shit out of Corbin. Honestly, because, oh, this man deserved this lifetime beating. I swear to God. This is like the side of Mad Cat Moss that we never ever got to see and we finally did see it for the first time in an actual minute long ass minute and i swear this rivalry is very, a little bit long but it was worth it again because this is a good ass match man beat the living shit out of corbin that's what all i this that's all i wanted to see baiting the living shit out of corbin Alright, this man did everything. I think it was I think it was a whole bunch of chairs. 
Um, to the face, I know they probably wrestled outside the ring a little bit. Um, I just, I just want to say, like, this, this match was pretty, pretty good, honestly. Uh, Mad Cat had so much anger, so much aggression to take out on Corbin. Like, this man was making them a living... Like, he was basically living in his shadow the whole entire time. Man came in, basically was doing all of Corbin's dirty work for him. Obviously, you know, he, like, some some distance, he couldn't get the job done. Making them think he was weak against Corbin. And then he was like, bro, I, I finally have enough, bro. This is, this is, you're making me into, like, someone that I'm not. And this fucking sucks. And... The man kept on losing matches, doing his dirty work. Basically, he like he's the one getting beat up because they're looking for Corbin, and it's ridiculous. After that, I'm like, bro, you you had enough, man. Can you just change like change your gimmick and actually just take out this man for what he did? And that's exactly what he did. Bro, lost the suspenders, lost the shorts, lost the dress shoes, and said, bro. I'm back, I'm better, I'm way better than you, and I'm done. I have potential. And we've seen the potential. This man, like I said, this man has a lot of potential in the WWE. I think finally they're going to actually realize him to do something, to be probably something great. But I'm not sure, because at the end of the day, it's WWE, and they're going to do what the hell they want, and probably make him a more shitty wrestler than he already is. Um, but um, I do like the change of what he is now. Like, I... I do like this new type of Madcap Moss. And I would definitely like to see better things come to him in the future. Like, I want to see title matches. I want this man to be in tag team matches. I want this man maybe to be tag team champion one day. Maybe United States. Who knows? If it comes to that time where he's a good fit for the world champion spots, shoot, put him in the, you know, put him in the... The, you know, the world title reign, the undisputed world title reign. I'll be happy about that. Honestly, I would be. So I'm like, new talent, fresh meat, and new champions. I mean, yeah, I love Tribal Chief. I love, I love Roman Reigns to death. But I feel like it's about that time where he, like, you know, can't be, can't be champion forever. Like, come on now. I mean, yeah, he he beat Brock Lesnar. He's has he, he's more he has the longest reign defending universal title reign for, for you know since anybody or championship reign since anybody in the company. But I feel like I want some fresh meat. I want some new talent to be world champions. And I feel like if Madcap Moss works his butt off enough, I feel like he can get that world championship spot. Like, this is a new side of Moss that we're that we now seeing. Like, Baron Corbin, it was Baron Corbin's fault anyway for, you know. It was also a good thing because not only, I mean, yes, not only are you leaving the living shit out of him, but you also brought out an also new energetic wrestler that we get to see that side of, that side of things from, not just playing games all the time and, just acting a fool and doing stupid tricks, just, you know, just to confuse the opponent that, you know, you're, you know, once working with and 
kind of turned the blind eye ever since you won the Andre Battle uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal event, and it sucks. I mean, I mean, it was it was once gonna come to the end after he got a little bit jealous about him winning that trophy and shit, and I'm like. You can't let like you can't just let it go. The bro won. He proved himself he can wrestle. He can prove himself that he could why he can beat your ass, which he did at Hell in a Cell. Honestly, if if I really wanted this match to be more better, they should have did like a no holds bar match inside a Hell in a Cell. That would have been actually pretty fire. Cause if they if they added the Hell in a Cell, like the actual Hell in a Cell with the whole no holes bar match inside the Hell in a Cell match. That would be a crazy match. Match we probably get to see Scor uh, Corbin fly off a big ass, uh, big ass cage and flown into like the um, the announce table. And I, I would definitely see that happening. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been funny as hell. Make this man be injured for a good amount of time and not come back. Honestly, that, that's all I want to see at this point. Um, but overall, I like to see Mad Cat Moss be on top now. He is finally over with uh, Baron Corbin. This rivalry is done. The rivalry kind of took way too long, and it should have been over a little bit longer than that. But I'm happy that, you know, WWE took this direction to give this man a whole new... Um, you know, ring attire and be his whole, like, this person that he should have been way beforehand in the WWE when we first saw him. But, you know, it's, like I said, WWE, they're going to do what the hell they want. They got the money. They got the they got the cameras. They got the crew. They got storyline-ish now. I'm saying ish because it's true. Sometimes storyline is not all, all that great in WWE. Sometimes it is. It just depends who are the characters are. Um, but yeah, Mad Cat Moss, if we can get to see future endeavors with you, like maybe future championship endeavors, then I'll be happy to see that side of you. And I can't wait till that happens because, like I said, there's a lot of fresh talent in there. WWE can use and not use, but can actually, you know, help them gain that, uh, that type of ability so they can actually become, you know, that future champion one day in the WWE, which I would definitely like to see. So, good job, Mad Cat Moss, and I'll, you know, see you in the future of what the future holds anyway. But, coming to the last match of the card of the pay-per-view, we have the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes versus the visionary Seth freaking Rollins inside a hell in a cell. And Cody Rhodes still came on top, boy, with a torn peck, a, a very bad injury. Not a hundred percent, and still whoop this man inside of a hell in a cell. Cody 
Rose do no wrong. Bruh, beat him at WrestleMania, then WrestleMania backlash, last match of good, hell in a cell, done, whooped his ass, it's done. The whole, the whole rivalry is done. And I'm telling you this right now, this, this man did everything in his power. This man came out with the polka dot attire. We all know what that polka dot tire meant, which pissed him off on top of that. Um, well, pissed everybody off. This whole thing with Seth Rollins going in people's heads and messing up their thinking. And I'm like, bruh, you, like, come on, this man can't take a break. Like, bruh, I know it's Seth Rollins. He's good at doing this, but Jesus, man. Damn! But after that, this man, Cody Rhodes, walked in that arena with a torn peck. We can we we saw that. That's, that that's not hideable. That's not hiding. That is very much there, very much alive. And this man came in, held on himself, took off his took off his jacket, and you could see his I mean, from us, it was the like you know the right side of his shoulder, but technically it's obviously the left when you, you kind of stand there. But his whole peck was purple and blue. The whole thing was swollen and puffed out. You can see it was that bad. And this man was basically punching him, kick like punching him with one arm and everything, doing his moves with only one arm. We can tell that hurt. Anybody with that torn peck, bro, they're going to be out for a good amount of time. Not for a whole year. Maybe like half the year at most. So, like, this man was, we could see this man's face. It was hurting, but he had to fight through the pain to win the match. That And that's what he did. The man fought through a pain with a torn peck. I swear, if I was in that match, it's all, sorry, if I said, bro, if you like, do you want to wrestle? If someone asks you, do you want to wrestle, you know, your opponent, your, you know, the final match to sum up everything, to um, move on and try to get, you know, championship spots. And I'd be like, I would love to. Well, honestly, me wrestling with a torn peg, like, if you're brave enough to wrestle with a torn peg and not be 100% during a match that you're Expected to win. I don't think I would have done it because that would have hurt me way too much. Like you, when you when you have an injury like that, that big, you can't move that part of your body. You're like you're. Every time you move it, it's gonna hurt. And we, this man was wrestling like, kind of like his arm, like how you usually your like if you broke your arm and your arm was kind of in the cast and the cast is like over, like you know goes over your shoulder like that. If this man like. That's how bad it was. Like, I give props for props dude. Cody Rose wrestled like that. And it we could tell every time he moved it, every time he did a punch, every time he got hit, it hurt like crazy. It did. It hurt like crazy. That's like one injury that I just... Like, I understand that he was injured when, like, the past Monday Night Raw. But I didn't know it was that bad, that bad after, you know, we saw it. But this man was still whooping Seth's ass in that ring. This man drive gave, like this man Seth did everything. This man took a sledgehammer to the back, the sledgehammer to his injury. 
This man took a chair to him. This man brought at a table. It's so funny, bro. This man tried to spark, uh, a uh, frog splash, and this man, Cody, moved out the way uh, just a millisecond before he, like, his whole, before it says body, lower body, hit the table. And I'm like, yo, this man is, I, I know, it's a hell in a cell match, so it's anything goes at this point. No disqualifications, no DQs, so no, you know, count outs, no nothing like that. So, you're going to have to rely on hitting his ass with objects with, we all know Hell in a Cell when you're 100% already hurts enough. It already sucks when you're like maybe 50%, maybe 45% even with a torn peck and still have to wrestle your choice to, to wrestle with a torn peck or not. And he said, and he said at the end of Hell in a Cell, it was his decision to wrestle with a torn peck. Because he still wanted to be there and have his fans behind him the whole entire time. And say, bro, even though I am not 100% for this match, I could still whoop and beat Seth Rollins' ass. Which he did. And he came up on top. Still. And made his mark. And now that he is done with the rivalry, he can move on to collect championships. And probably be the United States champ, he, like, and be the United States champion. And technically, he was technically supposed to be the United States champion until Seth Rollins interrupted him and whooped his ass. And that's where the whole torn pet came into play. Like, honestly, this man would have defeated Theory and would have became... United States Champion if Seth Rollins never interfered. Like, bro. In my mind, Cody Rhodes, ever since he came back to WWE, the man has been phenomenal. He was been, he's been so phenomenal. Like, I think, I, like, I wouldn't say this man has lost a match when technically he kind of did because he did get like, disqualified from the match anyway. Because of, well, because of, uh, well, yeah, he did get disqualified. Well, I don't even know if he got disqualified at this point. Because Seth Rollins did interfere. So, yes, in that rules, he did get disqualified. So, he did technically, he won, but also lost the title match. He won the match, but, you know, Theory still kept the title because of the interference with, Seth Rollins, so, like, but in my mind, it's not really a loss, it's just that this man is way better than Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins can't handle losing, we all know that, he can't handle losing, losing to him is just very shitty, but, back, he lost three matches back to back, same thing, like, Like, this man had, like, this man had the same kind of stuff with Edge. Bruh, bro lost, I forgot what, what was it, I, like, bro lost his first match. I don't remember where, what pay-per-view was exactly. Then, he won the second match against Edge at, I like, on a SmackDown show. Then, it was tied 1-1, and then lost at 
Crown Jewel and did a Hell in a Cell match at Crown Jewel. Um, and then after that, now he's mo moving on to Cody Rhodes. Bruh lost to Cody at WrestleMania 38. And didn't couldn't didn't really handle that loss too well. Then wrestled again at Backlash, and um, Cody won that match like against Seth Rollins at Backlash by rolling him up from the tights and holding his tights. The referee did not see it. Yes, Cody did cheat a bit, but that was the only way he was going to get that win because nothing was you know every time he did some to Seth, it just you know he couldn't get his ass down. Period. So he had to cheat a little, and the referee didn't see it, thank God, and he didn't take that win. And now, finally, this man, Hell in a Cell, this man did everything to injure this dude so he can have a win. And still, this man lost to Cody Rhodes with a torn peck. And I'm like, bruh, this man lost three times in a row. This rivalry is over. This rivalry is done for. And, and after... So after that, this man, Cody, announced that he will be out for a good amount of time because if he wants to get better. But when he said he when he'd be back and better than ever, he will. He is still going to chase that championship title. He's still going to chase that world title. It doesn't matter if you have to get your United States belt before getting a WWE shot, a WWE world title shot. He is going to become the undisputed Universal Champion and beat the Tribal Chief himself. And I'm telling you this right now. This man will be one of the best undisputed Universal Champions out there. And also, tell you this. When Cody announced that Seth Rollins came out, and I was like, okay, I saw this. I thought it was going to be no funny business. Man didn't do no funny business. He didn't, he didn't hit or anything. He said, now I got to hold you. That was one of the best damn rivalries I had with you. Nice guy. Everything. Shook his hand. Gave him a hug. Gave him what you want to hit. And he said, your dad would be very proud of you right now. Happy as hell. So I'm like, yo, so this is a face turn we're going to see from Seth Rollins. I'm like, this is good. This is really good. And so we thought. This man came out after this man was about to leave. Took a sledgehammer. Hit his ass. Hits like Cody Rose in the back. Ripped off his shirt and, and fucking hit and plunged the sledgehammer into his torn peck even more. I'm like, bro, are you serious right now? So you said all of that. Just to be more salty that you can't get over that you lost three times against this dude. You can't get over that you lost three times against the dude. Bruh, give it up. You lost three times. You lost that WrestleMania. You lost that WrestleMania backlash. And you now lost that Hell in a Cell. Give it up. Give it, like, <laughs> like Step Up 3 says, give it up. You suck. <laughs> like, you lost back-to-back -back times. Give it up, man. Just give it up. You're done. You're done. Okay, you're done. The whole robbery's done. You're done. And after that, this man, like I said, gave him like a goodbye for him to like still be injured with a torn pack. I'm like, dude, you're making this more complicated than it already is. The man is already hurting like hell. 
This man, this man can, he can walk, but he can barely move that arm. Like, and to make matters, you know, to make matters worse, this man is going to be out for six months. That's what WWE said. He's going to be out for possibly six months, which that's a lot of time for it to heal, which is good. Exercise, get back on it, um, and, you know, make sure he's he's good. But when that six months comes back, after them six months, WWE Championship spots. Not tag team. We're going to do mid-card. No tag team, mid-card, and world title spots. That's it for when he comes back after them six months after he's healed. And I swear, I know Seth Rollins will probably be dealing with someone else, but this man, Cody, is a fighter. His his father is looking down at him right now. And, like, I know you're going through this major in injury right now, but you have made me proud, my son. That's what he's thinking in his mind, honestly. And I'm happy to see that Cody Rhodes has put a final, a final bone, a, like an end to this rivalry now, which was a very solid rivalry too. Very solid, very good rivalry. I really liked it. And now he can go off and actually heal up properly and come back more better than ever. So congratulations. For Cody Rhodes whooping this man's ass in the hell in the cell and making that rivalry to rest. So uh, that's it for today's episode. Um, overall, Hell in a Cell was a very, very good pay-per-view. Um, a lot of like there's a lot of uh wrestlers that that one that I really like, there's like some that I just didn't expect or just didn't really want to win at all. But overall, Hell in a Cell, like I said, was a solid pay-per-view in my book. A little bit better than all the other Hell in a Cells that did happen in the past. Um, maybe There's like maybe one or two matches that I really didn't care about all that often. But they're, they still held up their own. It still was solid. And it, it was all still fun to watch at the end. Um, So we're just going to see how everything comes to play in the future. Because coming up next is Money in the Bank. And we try to see who's going to be in that like women's ladder match and that men's ladder match. And I'm happy to see that if Cody Rhodes is in that men's ladder match... I'll be happy. I'll be definitely happy. And shit, maybe a future undisputed champion. I'd like to see it. I'd definitely like to see it. But that's it for this episode. I'm your host, Antoine TV2. And this is Organized Mess. And I'm out, y'all. Love y'all. Later.